We come to you, Lord, a people who sometimes hog-tied our small worlds. We ask you to open our hands, open them, even the clenched fist, so that we may hold them out in friendship and raise them in wonder and your patience. Now we want to praise you, Lord of goodness, Lord of forgiveness, and life as we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. The vengeful will suffer the Lord's vengeance, for he remembers their sin in detail. Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek to pardon for his own sins? If one who is but flesh cherishes wrath, who will forgive his sins? Remember your last days. Set an enmity aside. Remember death and decay and cease from sin. Think of the commandments. Hate not your neighbor. Remember the Most High's covenant and overlook faults. The word of the Lord. A reading from this letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him his loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized one of his fellow servants and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed 
and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brothers from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. John and George have been good friends for many years, but uh, sometimes they also had bitter fights. And uh, they would not talk to each other for a long time. So uh, this one particular time, again, they fought bitterly and um, didn't speak to each other for a long, long time, months in fact. George fell ill, ended up in the hospital dying. So he uh, asked for his uh, friend John to come to his hospital bed to say goodbye. And of course, when he came, George grabbed John's hand and said, uh, John, will you forgive me? for everything that I have done that might have hurt you. And uh, he said, I forgive you. So, of course, John said, of course I forgive you, knowing that perhaps this was the last time he would see his friend. So, but at that point, George looked at him and said, but remember this, if I don't die, if I get better, this doesn't count. (laughs) Forgive and be free. That is the theme of our scripture today. Forgiveness frees us. Forgiveness makes us God-like. So we know that forgiveness is very difficult, especially genuine forgiveness. Uh, But we also know how life-giving, how freeing it can be. Forgiveness doesn't mean that a hurt never occurred. Forgiveness means that we're not going to get stuck in the past and let that hurt influence how we live the future. In the first reading, we heard from from Sirach, who told us that Uh, unforgiveness is like a poison within us. We can't be healed if there is unforgiveness in us, if there is anger, resentment, if there are clenched fists around us or within us. So uh, the reading reminded us, if we want to be healed, we must forgive. The Lord will offer us healing, but if there is poison within us, that healing will never completely occur. Then in the second reading, St. Paul reminded us that we, we don't live for ourselves, we live for Christ. He is the one who died for our sins. In fact, when we hear the words of the consecration over the, the, the wine that becomes the precious blood of the Lord, we hear that this blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. That means that Jesus wants us then to, to forgive others because he forgave us. He died, he shed his blood that the sins might be forgiven. And if you recall, we know that after his resurrection, when Jesus appeared to his followers, the first thing he told them to, was to forgive each other's sins. He greeted them, peace be with you, and he told them, go and forgive each other's sins. Because sometimes even the closest followers of Jesus behave cowardly and needed to be forgiven for that kind of behavior. So forgiveness free, frees us and, of course, makes, opens us up to a brighter future. It never says, as I said, that the hurt didn't occur. So. Sometimes we say, yes, I forgive you, but I will never forget. We keep that in the back of our minds. That's not how God wants us to act. He wants us to let go of those hurts, even forget them. Because we know when we don't, of course, we we shouldn't be naive and say, you know, I'm going to let myself be hurt over and over again. 
In fact, last week, if you remember, we were told we need to correct each other. We are watchmen. We, are, we watch our, uh, each other, how we conduct our lives, and need to correct one another. So the, the forgiveness, of course, is challenging because it, it, it invites us also to, to, be, to be willing to correct each other. That's why in the Gospel reading today we hear that Peter said to Jesus and, or asked him, how many times must I? The word is important, must. He knows it's a must. Those who love Jesus, who follow him, must forgive. But how many times? How often? Seven. Number seven, as you may know, in Judaism means perfection. So Jesus told Peter, not just seven times, don't put limits on your forgiveness. Seven times seven means make perfection perfect. Continue to do it without conditions, without limits. Because sometimes you may feel, I will forgive you if you prove this, if you prove that. God doesn't do that. So in the Gospel reading, Jesus told a great story. Story, of course, that describes God. He is the king or the master in the story. Those servants, that's us. So we hear that the first one was coming to settle the account, was called to come and settle the account of his life. He owed a huge amount. In some gospel accounts, it says that he owed 10,000 talents, which would be billions of dollars in today's money. Billions of dollars, impossible to ever pay. Even though he says in the story, I will pay you back, please don't sell my family, don't sell all my possessions. There is no way he will ever be able to pay back the debt. Yet the master moved with compassion, very important step on the journey to forgiveness, moved with compassion. He forgave everything. But then, as we heard, that servant found his fellow servant and who owed him much smaller amount, a few days of wages and he was not willing to forgive. He received something, but he was not willing to offer it in return. That's why the, the other servants were disturbed, deeply disturbed by what, the, what they saw, saying, this man was forgiven, yet look what he's doing to his fellow servant. So then he receives the sentence he himself imposed on his fellow servant. He, he is put in prison, but of course, Unforgiveness is another kind of prison that sometimes people keep themselves in. So yes, in the story, the, the master said, this is how it's going to be if you don't forgive each other from the heart, genuinely from the heart. We don't have to wait till our deathbed to do it. We should forgive everything. We should forgive everything at once because we don't know how soon it might be too late. That's, that's why forgiveness is so important. And remember, when we pray the Our Father, what do we pray? We ask the Lord to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Saying, Lord, forgive me to the extent I forgive others. So let us be mindful of that. Let us make that prayer come true. And we certainly have so many good examples around us how to do it. Maybe you will recall back in 2006, what happened outside of Lancaster, 10 Amish girls went to school one morning and this crazy man entered their school, killed all of them and then himself. What did the Amish community do at that point? They forgave him, they reached out to his wife who was devastated, to his family who was devastated by, by this horrible action and forgave them, even attended his funeral. 
even helped her financially, his widow. True forgiveness. Another story is told in a book called Pastoral Life. There is a man who was uh, kept in a concentration camp during the Second World War, and his body asked him after many years, and he was reflecting on this horrible experience, he asked him if he ever for forgave the Nazis for what they did to him. And he said, yes, I forgave them. But he said, no, not really. Then his body looked at him and he said, well, then st they still have you in prison. Again, very, very important message. If we don't forgive, we, we, are, we kept, keep ourselves, we are in prisons. On the other hand, when we do, we are truly free. So forgive and be free. Let us remember the theme of our scripture and let us remember to forgive everybody everything because as I said, we don't know how soon it might be too late. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.